Trending now. Trending now. Here's what's trending now in sports on the all-new 1320K Fan. He's the big dog. Trending now. Welcome into another edition of Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320K Fan. Happy Friday, everybody. That was for you, Kev, after that $4 haircut you got yesterday, hey. man. You look outstanding. I've had a lot of people tell me the haircut looks good. So I, I think, you know, it was a $4. I've had like two females. Yeah. Females really? told me that. You know, you I don't care about, but females, I care about that. So, good point. Yeah, so it works out pretty well. If you want, I'll, I'll let you know who my stylist is. <laughs> They have clippers, and they just clip it right off. Well, nobody, you don't pipe into my ears about any kind of haircut there, buddy boy in there, Mr. Braces, and I don't know, when's the last time you had a haircut? The last time your grandfather made you get a haircut? That's what I thought. All right, it's trending now. <laughs> On the all-new 1320 game, but I'm in a great heat. mood today, Friday. Don't you bring that haircut up. Friday, it's a great day. All right, let's get to the NBA. We have I'd have paid at least... Three, four, five bucks okay, get a haircut. Right, I mean, thank I think you. It looks great. Now, now, let me ask you, don't you cut your own hair still? Yeah, I don't get haircuts. Okay, all right. There you go. And it looks good, though. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good on you. All right, NBA playoff action. Golden State wins the series last night. They beat Denver 92-88. Kind of an interesting game. Uh, Golden State really, uh, it's a tight game for about a half, and Golden State uh, just blew it up on the, in the third quarter. Had a big lead, as many as 18, and then he basically wanted to try to get rid of the lead and almost lose the game in the end. That was just a debacle in the end, but they still held on. It was difficult for them to close it out. Steph Curry didn't really get rolling until the second half, and he didn't have a monster game. In general, it just brought to light you know, what Golden State has done for me the last couple of years. We, we've known about you know their supposed collapse, but you know, now we're seeing the fruits of that. You know, the Golden State, I think they lost 17 of their final 20 games a year ago. Yeah. So whether or not you want to say they tanked it, they did. They, they lost many of their final games to improve their draft position. They drafted Harrison Barnes, a player with a, an incredible skill set and a bright future. They're playing him at the three and the four. You know, he's able to fill in a little bit for David Lee. By the way, David Lee played yeah, last night. Did. Not now, a long time, but he got out there. He has a torn hip flexor, and he went out there and he only played a minute. But just getting out there and playing, it was yeah. a huge boost. The, the, the crowd went nuts. It caused George Carl to have to call a timeout. Yeah. So there's a lot of X factors going on with this Golden State team. It's not just what they've done in the draft, although that's part of it. You know, they have a little bit of size, a little bit of depth. Steph Curry is obviously coming into his own. But how about Mark Jackson? One of the most maligned picks is to you know being a head coach over the last couple of years, a former analyst. This won't work. And Mark Jackson, man, he's inspirational. I've really enjoyed his pre and post game speeches. Aside from all the nonsense with the, you know trying to take out his players, I think that was a bit overblown. See, last but, night, so all he did was praise God, basically every question. I mean, well, like, eh, you that know was how a I, much for me. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting way to answer a question. But other than that, I'm just talking about more the way yeah. he communicates with his players. You know, during the game, you know what Mark Jackson brings. You know, in terms of his experience, the way he can communicate with guys. You know, he has a rapport with his players that's clearly working. You know, he kind of has that ability to not say very much, but he's saying a lot. He's putting a lot of trust in his guys, and it's paying off. And that kind of coaching style, if it doesn't work, you know, gets you laughed at. But it's working right now for Mark Jackson. So Golden State now will sit back, or actually they play on Monday when they got to play the Spurs, who've been sitting back and waiting for Golden State. But if they play the way they did down the stretch, they're going to get wiped out quickly by the Spurs, by the way. But with that said, Curry, 22 points, 8 assists, and Bogut had a huge game, career playoff high, 14 points and 21 rebounds, which is very impressive. Golden State may not have what it takes this year. Remember, without David Lee, they're not quite the same as they were a couple of months ago. But this is going to be a team that's going to be very competitive in the West over the next couple of years, along with Denver, along with Portland. 
along with both the L.A. teams, along with Memphis, and along with San Antonio for at least... I would say San Antonio has two more good seasons left in them. Dallas, you know, they, they could be in for a negative spell. I don't think Phoenix is going to turn things around. You know, so that's what the Jazz have to compete yeah. with. There's five or six legit teams in the West for the next five, six years at least. Nets got the victory over Chicago in Chicago to force a game seven, 95-92 the final. D. Will had 17 points, 11 assists for Brooklyn. Lopez and Johnson each had 17 as well. Bulls, man, they were just shorthanded last night's game between illness and injury. Who wasn't sick on the Bulls last <laughs> no. night? Nate Robbins was throwing up on the uh, sideline in a bucket, apparently. Yeah, he joked that he was worried he might get a technical for puking on Darren Williams. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. my stomach. You know, we've heard of flu-like symptoms, but this looks like an entire basketball team that's sick yeah yeah and they are sick and they are they are in trouble is what they are now is they have to go back to brooklyn for a game seven and only eight teams have fought back from a 3-1 deficit so brooklyn's going to try to be the ninth joakim noah guaranteed a victory yeah he, and did. he rarely lies oh yeah exactly he won two national championships listen he knows what he's talking about the the bulls are fighting very hard and bulls fans are going to be phenomenally blameful if that is a way to phrase it, they're going to be absolutely <laughs> terrible on our boy Derrick Rose if he doesn't come back and the Bulls find a way to flush this this series away. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Derrick Rose. Muscle memory is is what uh, he told Rachel Nichols, Derrick Rose, that that's what he's having problems with right now. Can you explain to me muscle memory? Is it just uh, uh, you don't you have about, to like man? play to get your muscles to remember what they're supposed to do again? Just a thought. I'm not sure. I don't. I'm not a muscle memory expert. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> you well, you look like it. Yeah, Derrick Rose wants things to feel natural again. Yeah. And right now everything feels new. You know, and I, and I mean dribbling the basketball between your legs. I mean running full speed and dribbling the basketball between your legs. Then, you know, dribbling back, you know, using your left hand to break towards the basket versus using your right hand. Which foot do you plan off of? These are things that Kevin and I don't normally cover because they're just basic aspects of human movement. But when you're dealing with such a catastrophic injury and you're a player like Derrick Rose, you need things to feel natural. And it's not feeling natural for him right now. So I I don't know where to fall on this issue because I know yeah. all of Chicago is mad at Derrick Rose. I, for one, want to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. He's an elite athlete. He's won an MVP award in the best league where the best athletes play on earth. He knows his body. And if he says he doesn't have the muscle memory yet, I believe him. But I understand the consternation by Chicago natives. Tonight, you got four games to watch. Knicks at Boston. New York leading that series 3-2. Boston's won the last two. Remember, only three teams in NBA history have forced a Game 7 after losing the first three, but none have ever won a Game 7. So Boston's going to try to make history or continue to make history. Of course, if the Knicks win, it'll be their first playoff uh, victory, playoff series victory since 2000. And Melo already has a rep of not being able to get out of the first round. If he finds a way to flush away a 3-0 series lead, th- this could be it for... Carmelo, as far as a reputation standpoint, and you know, there's a lot of different opinions on a guy like Carmelo, but what it comes down to is there's there's a lot of ways to have pretty impressive statistics in the NBA, but there's only a few ways to really help your team win. And there are little things you have to do, like sharing the basketball and passing like once every five possessions that Carmelo just will not do. He's he, I think he's the second guy after Michael Jordan to miss 27, 28 shots in a playoff game. He missed almost 30 shots in like game two. It's unheard of. <laughs> Indiana and Atlanta, the series that no one I don't think is watching, but I believe it gets on regular TV tonight, so it won't be on like the NBA channel for a change. Uh, Indiana leading that series 3-2. Uh, home team has won. This is how bad the series has been. Home team has won every game by an average of 17.4 points. Well, so this is game six. We've got all game yeah. sixes tonight. Yeah, We've got game four sixes. game sixes. Yeah. 
obviously that means four possible closeouts. So you're saying, so where's the game then? In Atlanta? And in, in Atlanta. So Atlanta should then tie it up and they'll go to a game seven. And in Indiana, we'll win it in Indiana. There it is. There you go. Okay, C is at Houston. Oklahoma City up 3-2 in this. Houston, though, has won two in a row. And uh, they are playing in Houston. Jeremy Lin, by the way, cleared the play after that uh, chest bruise muscle. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness that little Jeremy Lin is now able to play to help out the Houston Rockets. You know, I've been looking at replays of this injury where he bruised his chest. Yeah. i got to tell you, this is one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. <laughs> a guy who gained a lot of notoriety for bursting on the scene like a scoring machine a year ago. And now he's sitting out because somebody elbowed him in the chest. Jeez, did, have you never wrestled with your little brother? I mean, good gracious, go play some. I'm a weenie. Go play some beer league softball. I don't. I don't know what to make of Jeremy Lin. This is now a fun series, like you said. It's one of the four game sixes we have tonight. Kevin Durant, though, he's still averaging almost 40 points in this series. 40 points a game uh, over the last couple of games, at least. And you know, you've seen what happens without Russell Westbrook. Durant's got the ball in his hands a lot, although he wasn't effective in the fourth quarter. He still had what 36 in yeah. game five. So I'd expect a big night from Durant, but, you know, this game's in Houston. Clippers are at Memphis, another good series, too. Memphis up 3-2. They're playing in Memphis. Uh, Clippers won Game 7 last year in Memphis to advance to the second round. Problem with the Clippers is Blake Griffin's a game-time decision. Chris Paul, though, will play with uh, the bruised thumb. Well, if Blake Griffin's out, or if he's still hobbled, which it looks like he is, he yes, may yeah. or may not have a pulled muscle, torn ligaments. There's multiple reports out there. The bottom line is Blake Griffin is not healthy, and he's three-quarters of their size. DeAndre Jordan is a big goofball. He doesn't bring enough to consistently rely on. And Matt Barnes should be playing a two or the three, and he's trying to defend down low right now for L.A. So they've got real issues with the size of Memphis. Zebo's relentless. And Marcus Gasol, I mean, shoot, a lot of people thought he should have been the defensive MVP. Oh, wait, he was the defensive yeah. MVP. Listen, the, the Clippers have an uphill battle. You, you, I think you mentioned yesterday, Vinny Del Negro may be on the way out. Chris Paul should resign, but... The entire city of L.A. now has their vapid, kind of softcore fan base hope now involved with the Clippers. I don't know if the Lakers are out of the postseason. Trending now, you mentioned MVP. LeBron James, no surprise, expected to be named MVP for the second straight season on Sunday. Uh, he's also won it four of the last six years. He's won four of the last five. It would have been yeah. all five in a row the last it, five years, had it yeah. not been for Derrick Rose, who you know had a phenomenal season himself. But LeBron James was punished, you know, by the public perception of him dogging Cleveland. LeBron had an MVP season that year that Derrick Rose won it. LeBron James really should have won the last five MVPs in a row in the National Basketball Association. I, you know, I, I haven't been on this planet Earth that long. LeBron James is the best player I've ever seen. You know, I. I I grew up a little bit watching Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. I've seen those guys, and they were great, too. But they weren't the physical specimen that LeBron James is. He'd be the best tight end in the NFL if he was in the NFL, and he could play in that league. He was offered scholarships by Ohio State and Notre Dame as a sophomore in high school. LeBron James is, I guess he and I are both human beings, but I don't know. I, I look at a Snickers bar, and I gain an inch around my stomach. <laughs> and LeBron James has 3% body fat, and he's 6'9", 270 pounds. He can dunk from the free throw line. He could average 35 points a night if he wanted. He could lead the league in scoring every year if he wanted. He's really won the last five MVPs. A lot of people say he should be Defensive Player of the Year as well. Probably. Well, he was upset he didn't win the defensive yeah. MVP this year. LeBron James is the best athlete I've ever seen, although I'd listen to the argument for Bo Jackson and also Neon Dion. I don't know. I was pretty good at like 15, 16 years old at a gold chain around my neck and a, like a cool-looking tank top. I lived in the weight room. I was a pretty good athlete, too. 
Probably I got diamonds in my mouth because I'm, cause I'm from the South. I'm probably like right up there with those three gentlemen. Yeah, I would, I would think so, if not in the lead. Jerry Sloan tells Fox Sports Florida, uh, and we talked about this briefly yesterday, but we have quotes now that he would return. He says, yeah, probably, if I thought it would be the right situation. He goes on to say, I answer the phone. I haven't quit answering the phone. If something comes along, it does. If something doesn't, it doesn't. That's one way to look at it. Is there a good time to call Jerry Sloan? <laughs> I don't know. Hello? How do you think Jerry Sloan answers the phone? Wait, so why is he talking to Fox Sports, Fox Sports Florida? I don't is he, know. Is he someone, down there in Florida? Someone, he answered the phone, apparently. A 70-year-old man <laughs> hanging out in Florida who's apparently going to no. go back into a coaching profession that requires 60 to 80 hours a week of hardcore like work. Yeah. Jerry Sloan it, is an old-school gangster who apparently still has a passion for slinging that whistle. I'd hire him in a heartbeat, especially if, was, if I was a team like Milwaukee, kind of in flux, trying to figure mm. out what we're doing with... You know, two bright young pieces in Ellis and uh, and Jennings. Uh, Jerry Sloan's a great hire in my mind. But, you know, th- there's a reason he's turned down a couple of jobs. Jerry Sloan wants the right system for him. He apparently wants a small market team. And I, I wonder if that's because he likes the small market atmosphere in the NBA. He doesn't want to deal with Boston idiot media members. Yeah, that could be possible. No offense to Boston, but, like, I mean, look at our media members. They're great. Like, look at Will Smith. He's got braces. <laughs> He's only ticked off Kevin O'Connor like six or eight times. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's uh, yeah. <laughs> Napoleon's been yelled at by every major coach in the market. I mean, it, we're a much friendlier media atmosphere around here in Salt Lake. We, on, you know man. what? We actually are. They're just a little more sensitive here than, uh, you know. That's true. If you would, I'm telling you right now, being all across the country, being in media in various places, you would take, like, all these coaches and all these schools, everything here, and plop them in New York or Detroit or other places. That's that's where it gets kind of bitter. Uh, so you know we are. I don't want to say we're soft, but we're we're, we're friendlier than uh, than most places. By the way, Phil Jackson hired by the Pistons to assist in the coaching hire. He will not remain with the team. I find this reprehensible, by the way, because I grew up as a Pistons bad boys fan. I was like I went to NBA Finals games oh, yeah, between the, the Pistons and the boy. Bulls. No, I was a fan. I had I had the bad boys T-shirts and and all that kind of stuff. And and Man, I think it I was to be the new queen. What? <laughs> this would be and uh, and Phil Jackson, you know, with Michael Jordan, led the Bulls to finally, you know, upend the bad boy Piston days. And so I find it reprehensible that they're bringing Phil Jackson to help with their coaching decisions. Well, he's just a consultant. Well, it still doesn't matter. He's evil, man. He was the one that derailed the Pistons' bad boy days, man. If you, there's one town, well, actually two, because I think you. Well, I don't know. Do Utah fans hate Michael Jordan? Because in Detroit, uh, well, he pushed off. Yeah, he did push off. In Detroit, they still this day hate Michael Jordan, despise him because of the way he was such a, you know, well, basically he would complain and and he was a baby back in those days. The people of Detroit, the most decrepit and torn apart cities on planet Earth have (laughs) a deep hatred for a a national icon. Yes, because he he was a baby when he used to play for the Pistons, or when he played the Pistons, because he didn't like the physical style of play that Detroit played. So, and Phil Jackson did Phil Jackson tactics like he always did, like what Phil Jackson would do when he played the Jazz as well, you know, ripping on the city and stuff. So, so, don't you stop the story, Cloud? Is there anything the people of Detroit like other than stale milk and (laughs) Kid Rock CDs? They like Kid Rock. He sold out seven concerts this summer. They like Kid Rock. (laughs) Seven in a row. Okay. So if you're not um, Kid Rock, they like their cars. They like their cars. I mean, it's the Motor City. Okay. When when they like their so cars they like when the, they're not being laid off by the car companies. Okay. So they like cars <laughs> and Kid Rock, but they don't like Michael Jordan. No, they don't like Michael Jordan. They don't like the They don't like the Lions taking a pass rusher at five. They'd rather have them take a guard at five. I guess. I, I would think so. I mean, 
I don't know. Do jazz fans hate Michael Jordan? I would think they would. I mean, I, I, mean, I would. We know I mean, jazz fans hate Kobe. We know that. Well, yeah, but do they but hate Michael, Michael Jordan? Jordan I, yeah, I he's mean, the reason that my tongue is out when I play basketball, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> 88528 keyword K fan. 88528 keyword K fan. Do you Tons? Are you with uh, Detroit fans that you hate Michael Jordan as What's well? Next? Do you, you hate, 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 you hate, hate Harry Truman? What's no. next? See, but imagine this. See, the Jazz hate Phil Jackson, or the Jazz fans hate Phil Jackson. People in Utah hate Phil Jackson. He'd always take shots at the LDS religion back in the day. So, I mean, I have to think that. They're, they're, they despise Michael Jordan as well. I mean, Gunther, we poisoned the guy. The people of Utah poisoned Michael Jordan. Now, allegedly, it backfired. Allegedly, allegedly of course, it. with the pizza. But it and backfired, by the way. <laughs> backfired. Yeah, somebody asked this question. Why would Michael Jordan order a pizza in his own name? Yeah, exactly. Hi, this is Michael Jordan ordering a pizza on the road in Game 7 of the playoffs. Hi, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> That's not the brightest See, thing to do This is Carl Leibowitz. Bring a pizza or something. I don't know. What's, is that a random name? All right. Uh, trending now. We have uh, RSL hosting Vancouver tomorrow. We'll get a preview of this one coming up in our Wasatch Whip Around. I know, Gunther, you, uh, you've you studied this matchup. What's Vancouver bring to the table? Well, I don't know much about Vancouver, but I know that RSL just lost 2-0 last week to the Galaxy, and they're looking for some scores. I know they're having a lot of trouble. You know, they're they're tending the net very well, Okay, gotcha. which is a term I was told. Oh, no, it's keeping the net? That's keeping the net. Yeah. Ramondo's keeping the net very well. But we're having some issues scoring. Okay. Well, that was the problem they had last year, too, right? A lot of scoreless so, minutes. Yeah. So we, we need to address that with our... Uh, I know you're a soccer expert here on the show, but we'll we'll ask Aaron Falk coming up in the Wasatch is coming back, apparently. Hey, BYU's going for a couple national championships tomorrow. Uh, volleyball. Uh, they oh. swept Penn State, and they're seeking their fourth national championship. Saborio's out, actually. Thank you. First since 04, uh, <laughs> BYU's taking on UC Irvine. I wouldn't play that yet, man. The Anteaters are tough. They 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 set and spike really well, Wool. I think. Is that what they call it, set and spiking? Yeah. That, okay, good. I remember I remember the volleyball. You have volleyball expertise. Didn't you play yeah. in high school or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a very uh, deep volleyball lineage in my family. Oh, really? was a lot of fun. There you go. Good and ass. rugby, too. BYU's taking on Cal for the Varsity Cup National Championship in rugby. Rugby's so. very big in the state. Yes, rugby's... Well, I guess they're pretty good at rugby. Is it big in the state? Well, Utah used to be. Well, That's you, like the Utes, most famous state for rugby, I think. Yeah, yeah. the Utes, the Utes don't have a rugby team anymore. Didn't they suspend operations for the next couple of years? Yeah, I guess. Whatever's there, going you know, on in Some kind of thing. issues with the club team, I Yeah, guess. exactly. And then we got the Kentucky Derby. And there is a. I know. I know who you're rooting for. Did you look at the list of the uh, of the names of the no, horses? No, I haven't seen this list at all. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't. Oh, bull! You know, you know, you're rooting for Charming Kitten because that's uh, he's a twenty to one. Wait, or Charming she, Kitten? He, I, I thought, don't know. I thought it was Fear the Kitten. Well, I think it's Charming Kitten. Is who's? Uh, let me see. Let me double check here. I got the list in front of me of the names. Uh, there is. There, there are several cat-themed horses. Well, no, there's only one. There's another one they were hoping to get in because a guy scratched or a horse scratched and didn't get in there. And uh, where is Charming Kitten? I swear it was on. Yeah, Charming Kitten, 20 to 1 odds. Going out the uh, 15th post, Gunther. You want to keep an eye on that tomorrow. I'll take a look at the 15th post. Yeah, I know. Uh, Golden Sense is the one that's getting all the uh, attention because that's the one Patino has 5% ownership in. They're they're 5-1. The the favorite is called Orb, uh, who's 7-2 favorites. I saw Patino walking around with a mint julep in his hand. (laughs) Oh, did you really? That's that's good. Uh, Black Onyx, that was the one that was scratched. Uh, for whatever reason, that there's was some my cool nick- names of horses. In that this was my one. nickname in college. Uh, was it the Black uh, Onyx? Yeah, you got Normandy Invasion as a horse's name. Uh, I've got uh, Fear the Kitten as 21st in the current Kentucky Derby point standings. Yeah, but they didn't get. Yeah, but Fear the Kitten didn't get in. Only oh. Charming Kittens in. Otherwise, you would have had multiple kittens racing yeah. in this thing. <laughs> 
then that would have been a catastrophe. <laughs> That's trending now on the all-new 1320K fan. You are a cat lover and alien freak. Come one, come all to a beautiful show. It's going to be awesome and some other stuff. Some other musical stuff. It's Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320K fan. And Graham on the all-new 1320K fan. We're debating there just during that little few seconds about whether Otis would be a good horse name for a, uh, you know, because that's your cat's name. So Otis, well, not, Otis he, is a very angry cat. He's not a charming kitten. No, no not charming at all. He's very much the reason why people detest cats. <laughs> and who, who primarily raised Otis? Is it you? Is it your wife? Is it both of you? I raised him upside down in my arms, and okay. uh, he's now uh, a violent offender of any and all rules. <laughs> So hopefully this doesn't uh, this doesn't transcend to your child now as well that you're raising him as well. No, so. my kid's going to be real awful. He's going to be like a overall like a negative contribution to society in general. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Outstanding. Well, good. Are you going to have a Kentucky Derby party tomorrow at your house? Well, you know we are big fans. Okay. Gotcha. Around here, uh, you got any money on the horses? No, I don't, I've, I've I've only bet I've gone to a horse track a couple times, but only for fun. And I've only won once, and the only reason I won is because the horse died right before the finish line, so I actually won. It was a, Yeah, you never heard my horse, the gambling story? No. All right, so I, I'm a buddy of mine who was into horses, like he knew how to bet. We go, and, we, um, and we're going to bet, and I'm, I'm doing a perfecta. You know, I'm going to pick the first and second place horse. That's the only way you can win. You can win more money But that you way. only did this once. Well, no, I've I've done I've only I've gone to horse tracks a couple times, okay, but but not you? like but I don't know anything about it. So so I rely on him. He says, "Look, this horse is going to finish first. Okay. I said, "Cool, all right, I I I believe you on that." And he goes, "I'm going to pick this horse to finish second. And of course, being an idiot I am, I said, "You know what? I like the name of this horse. I'm going to pick this horse to be second just to be different." Down the stretch they come. And so at harness racing, you ever seen that where they're like the dudes like in the little. I don't know, carts. Yeah, it's really weird. So they're going down the stretch. The horse we picked to win is first. The horse that he picked to go second is second, and my horse is third. And I can't win. i got to be first second because I bet a perfecta. Yeah. Well, literally 10 feet before <laughs> – this is so bad to say this – but 10 feet before the finish line, literally his second-place horse – keels over uh-huh. so while everyone's like oh my gosh the horses what happened i'm jumping up and down because i want 20 dollars in the perfect and you so <laughs> it took a horse to die you're the only for me to win celebrating the death <laughs> what a momentous i want 20 occasion. bucks man i put two bucks down on a perfected i won like 20 bucks that was an exciting time in my life that's a mint julep right there <laughs> my, my buddy is like what are you doing and i'm like dude i just won i'm running to the Run into the table or whatever. Because you know, well, you're such a gate, gracious winner. to get my twenty. We found out when you won the NCAA tournament bracket. You're such a gracious winner. <laughs> yes, it's it's still posted on our wall of fame back there. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. So that's the only time. So I literally had to have a horse die for me really to win one bet in my entire Real life. Classic. Yeah, I know. I Real know. I'm hoping that doesn't happen tomorrow. I, I really would like to see all the horses. Well, don't finish. bet on my horse. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Charming Kitten? No, I'm not going to bet on yeah, Charming Kitten. don't bet on Charming Kitten. I don't, I don't feel it with Charming Kitten. I, I, just, I just don't think You don't it, feel the connection? <laughs> no, I don't feel the connection like you do, I'm sure. But yeah, no, don't feel Horse it Horse racing is big business. Yeah, it is. Lots of money being made. Lots of rich people with humongous, obnoxious hats yeah. hanging out, drinking in the sun. It's a lot of fun. I, apparently, it, it looks a lot of fun. I would you like to go to that? See, what event? Sure. I mean, I, Derby would be a place I'd like to go. Do you just have to go to party. Kentucky? Is it actually in yeah, Kentucky? Yeah, is that just the name? No, it, it's in Kentucky. Yeah, it's Louisville, I believe, actually, Kentucky. Huh. 
or Lexington. Is it Lexington or Louisville? I don't know. One of those Kentucky The South is much different than here, I tell you what. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. But yeah, Derby would be a place to go. I probably actually, I'm trying to think of other big events. I've been to a Super Bowl once. I wouldn't mind. I, w- I would love to go to another Super Bowl. If the Masters would be cool. Masters. I've never gone to Masters. My brother and my dad's gone there multiple times. I would I, love to go to the Masters. I think I'd like to go to a Masters. I wouldn't mind going to a K- Kentucky Derby, but yeah. I, I don't know that I'd have that much fun that long. I, I'm not a gambler. I don't get it. I, yeah. I don't get any thrill from it. Yeah. Uh, I would like that. Yeah. Will just, Will just says in her ear, just drink a bunch of mint juleps. juleps which I hear is like, a, I think that's a, like an awful drink. Like, people yeah, say what it am tastes I supposed like to do? awful. Sit there and chug 12 of them? What, what are you going to do? <laughs> You be there for six yeah. hours and drink three mint juleps. That's what you're gonna yeah. do. No, I drink twelve. I drink one for every like ten minutes I was there. They do I have wireless test. connection at the Kentucky Derby? You know can the... I tweet? Can I live tweet? <laughs> you know, there's like thirteen bucks a pop too, or eleven bucks a pop, or something. Wool. I mean, you know, they're well, not cheap. Dream World. Okay, all right, we're in Dream World. I've been to one Indy 500. Uh, that was fun. I'd like to go back to that again. Um, yeah, that was cool. You saw a lot of bare midriffs over there. Yeah. Well, in that race, I dropped. I had a class ring, my uh, college class ring, and I decided to take it off for whatever reason to put suntan lotion on, and I dropped it in between the bleachers. So literally for half the race, I was down on my hands and knees as beer cans and beers and, and chicken bones were being on, thrown on top of me as I was trying to find my class ring. Why did you take your ring off? Because <laughs> I'm an idiot, all right? It's just, I'm a complete <laughs> utter idiot. Fuck that. Right. Fuck that. And that's the purpose of this segment. That's why I want to go to back it, to the to Indy 500. Circle, to bring it <laughs> full circle, we now have the greatest drop in our system. Because yeah. I'm an idiot, all right. My, bro- my brother-in-law, yeah, he 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 went to the race with me, and he was not. Uh, he he laughed. He was amused you know, by the whole I'd thing. I'd love to take never you found to a race the ring, by the way, just to have you sit ass up next to me for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> it was disgusting, man. I, yeah, mean, I can imagine. You ever know it between the bleachers? What's oh, down there? I thought you meant you with like your butt chewing, up in the air. No, no, chewing tobacco being thrown. I mean, it was disgusting. And you had your hands down there. Yeah, and my favorite driver, Emerson Fittipaldi, at the time crashed literally. While I dropped my ring, it was like one after the other. I mean, the storm cloud thing's really fitting. It takes horses to die for me to win money. It takes, uh, you know, I lose my ring and then my favorite driver crashes. You know, I, I just one thing you, after another. Every one of your stories that you have are so incredibly <laughs> uplifting and enthralling. I mean, you have lived one hell of a life. Has I really anything- have. Ever gone right for you? No. <laughs> I had two kids. They're, they well, seem to be. That's true. They that's seem true. to be okay. They're, they're so far so good. Although I have told them on a regular basis, they have grand blood in them, so therefore they are going to have pretty much a a jinx life. So but you is, remind, but they need to fight. Wait, wait, I need. They need to. Well, I do that, regularly? Gunther, so they can fight through it, so they know what to expect. You know, because as you know, it's not all roses and sunshine out there in the world, Gunther. It's it's a tough place. So you regularly <laughs> remind your children of your bad luck? That unfortunately they're going to get that gene and, and they're going to have to deal with it. Although so far so good. They seem to be all right. So we're okay. Cross your fingers. You're like uh, you're like John Wooden. Yeah. <laughs> Texters, by the way, are all for uh, Detroit saying uh, they love pawn shops, handguns, and gold tifuses, uh, says one texter there. So and listen, if I had the money, I'd have a gold tif right now. Yeah, would you? Dad, you've told you've said that actually. I just get times. one like Kesha, like my oh, left yeah. kind of eye yeah. tooth. And then someone's reminding us that Highland High used to be one of the best rugby teams yeah. around. They would beat college teams and some pros. So yeah, we are a rugby hotbed apparently as well. Thank you, listeners. Eight eight five two eight keyword K fam. All right, coming up next on Gunther and Graham, we got the Wasatch Whip around. Uh, we got, we'll talk about the RSL matchup this weekend. Uh, get the latest on the Jazz NBA playoffs from the Deseret News' Matt Peterson. Rojack joins us who uh, will help us uh, pass time till college football season with a column he wrote, KSL, 
That's uh, the Wasatch Whip Round. Don't miss it. Coming up next here on Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320K fan. Giving you the lowdown on all the big local sports stories of the day from those on the inside. It's the Wasatch Whip Around on Gunther and Graham. All right, it is the Wasatch Whip Around here in Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320K fan. We talk about big stories along the Wasatch front with those experts that are reporting the news. It's brought to you by Tosh, the orthopedic specialty hospital, Utah's premier sports medicine, orthopedic, and sports performance center. Call the experts at Tosh today at 801-314-4100-TOSH. Also the official sponsor of Gunther and Graham. We begin RSL in action tomorrow against Vancouver. Rejoining us on the Wasatch Whip Around, Aaron Falk of the Salt Lake Tribune, who covers RSL. And, of course, you can follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Falk. Aaron, how are you, sir? Hey, Aaron. Guys, I, I would have dressed better had I known I was going to be leading the Whip Around off today. This is this is a, I know. a, a banner day for me. Yeah, you are number one. Number one spot, man. It's, it's, it's No pressure. Aaron, All you're right. very talented, and we're recognizing that today. We do appreciate what you do. How on earth... Are the RSL Lions going to continue to thrive without last season's third leading goal scorer in all of MLS? That's, of course, Alvaro Saborio, or Sabo, <laughs> as the fans call him. Yeah, I, they, they definitely miss him when he is out of the lineup. He's a, he's a big man, big target, can play with his back to the goal and, and uh, hold the ball up and let everybody kind of catch up with him and, and create off of that. Um, he also scores a ton of goals. Uh, Olmos Garcia, the, the youngster from Colombia, uh, trained today. So I'm, I'm guessing he'll be in the starting lineup tomorrow. He hit the, the crossbar, I think, four times this year. Um, he had that spectacular goal last time they played Vancouver. It was kind of his coming out party. So uh, I, I, I expect him to, to get back on track at some point. I look at this team, and they have seven goals in nine games. Um, I thought, like, last year they had problems scoring goals as well. And, and did this not get addressed? They only have, like, one dude that can actually put the ball in the net? <laughs> they, uh, they've got, I mean, Saburio, let's see, seven goals. Saburio has three of them. So uh, those other four goals are spread around for four different players. Um, you know, they they need more attack out of the midfield uh, just you know, management and, and coaching. They they thought they, they brought in some speedy guys to, to play attack and create a little bit more space. Um, they've committed a lot of numbers forward. Uh, they're attacking more out of the midfield. And, and they're getting a lot of shots off. They're just they're not scoring goals right now. Um, I, I don't know what you know, what will be the difference, whether it's just, you know, uh, a couple inches here on a, on a different day or, or whether it's... Uh, um, more more practice needed, but uh, I, I imagine that they will they will they will get off that schneid soon enough. Well, Jason Christ seems to think this this team may just be a wee bit unlucky so far this season. <laughs> that that is my favorite soccer term of uh, of all time. Um, <laughs> they uh, a, a wee bit unlucky indeed. Yeah, well, I mean, hitting the crossbar. Let's see. You go to the end of that Galaxy game. There, there's one sequence where they hit a post, they hit a crossbar. They have a, a clear shot, and it goes right into a third-string goalkeeper's arm. Um, you know, talking to that boy the midfielder the other day, and, and he said he's a big, big fan of uh, creating your own luck through hard work. So, um, I, at some point, though, you, you got to think that that slips. It. So, are they going to win this game? Like, is Vancouver decent? Yeah, um, Vancouver. You know, not not where they want to be in the in the standings right now, but. They have a lot of speed. Um, 
and and it was kind of a lucky one-one draw for them. There's there's luck again, but uh, last last week or not last week earlier or last month earlier in the season, we got a, a handball penalty and a, and a penalty kick that they gave them a late tie. But you know they have some attacking options, and you know it will be tough. Uh, I, I do think RSL probably wins. Been a tough year. RSLs hit more bars than Lindsay Lohan on a three-day weekend. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's let's hope for sobriety for all of us this weekend. Huh? <laughs> Aaron, we appreciate it as always, my friend. At Aaron Falk, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Of course, read his coverage on RSL in the Salt Lake Tribune. Have a good weekend, Aaron. Th- thanks, Aaron. You guys too. Take right. care. Yeah, no problem at all. There he is, Aaron Falk, in the number one spot. We go to the number two spot. That's Matt Peterson. You can uh, follow him on Twitter at the Matt Peterson, and you can read him in the Deseret News. Hey, Matt, how are you, man? Hey, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, there you go, Matt. Uh, we are fine. Thanks so much for joining us. Update us on this situation with Old Horny. Is he going to end up in Philadelphia? Is he going to end up with the Suns? Uh, what's our boy uh, Hornacek going to do? You know, you know, I mean, right now his only firm confirmed interview right now is with the Philadelphia 76ers, and. You know, to me, that's that's kind of a good fit for for a guy who seems like he would be able to kind of shape and, and mold a young team. Uh, yeah, and still some discipline, but he's also the kind of guy who you think can help encourage them. And the Sixers have kind of been down with with injuries and maybe a little uh, just back and forth play over the last couple of seasons. So whether it's with the Sixers or a different team, I know the Suns may be looking for a head coach. Uh, I know Milwaukee's looking for a head coach. Charlotte's looking for a head coach, and those are all teams. That, that kind of want to get a firm grasp of their identity, get get just these young guys into some kind of positive direction. They're all teams that have been in, in flux the last few years. So Hornacek seems like the kind of guy who, who might be able to land somewhere. I, whether he will or not, we don't know, but Philly right now is his best shot. Matt, how big of a blow would that be to the Jazz uh, to lose a Jeff Hornacek, in your opinion? Yeah, you know, as far as, as, far as to the team itself, uh, I don't know if it'll be a, as a... Uh, as big as maybe Jazz fans would like it to be. You know, he's an assistant coach, and yeah, he does have an influence on the team, and, and Tyrone Corbin talked glowingly about that influence on the team, but but I, I think the bigger loss would honestly be the community. This is a, this is a, uh, a Salt Lake and, and, you know, in a wider span, a Utah community that, that really appreciates what Jeff Hornacek brings to the table, both from a historic point of view and, and as his uh, personality and influence. Uh, you know, I wrote this in my blog the other day that, I mean, there's a reason He's the guy that that's always being interviewed on on TV. The assistant coach that that is always kind of being interviewed. He's got this just way of of connecting with people, and it, you have to assume uh, that extends to the uh, to the players. He communicates really well with the young guys. You know, we've seen him with Alec Burks, uh, especially with those younger guards like Burks and some of the other ones that uh, you know he just makes them feel at ease. But he also calls them to account. It's a good combination for any guy who's hoping to become a head coach. Well, another great shooter who makes people feel at ease is Steph Curry in Golden State. They've moved on. <laughs> Do they have what it takes to get past San Antonio, or are they going to be lacking the size? Uh, you know, that really depends on the lessons they learned in that Denver series. Now, now Denver really almost played into Golden State's hands. Denver loves to push the tempo. And that's to me is the last thing you want to do in Oracle Arena. When you push that tempo, you're really just kind of feeding the, the adrenaline that goes in that building, which is already high to begin with. But with San Antonio, that's the team that knows really how to cut out the tempo and basically the heart of whoever they're playing. And and they can run when they want to, but in this case, you know that San Antonio is going to want to make sure that Golden State feels like they're constantly under wraps. If Steph Curry can break loose. Then that's a good, that'll, that, I think the series is really going to be contingent on that, but the other big factor is going to be Andrew Bogut. Can he come up with 
20 plus rebounds every night against San Antonio, it's doubtful. But if he can at least be a double-double guy, then they've got a shot. I just don't think it's more than maybe a 25-30% shot at doing it. All right, Matt, there's four Game 6s tonight. Which one of these games, uh, or which one of these series do you see possibly ending tonight? Or none of them? Oh, gosh. Uh, if, I, if I look at them, um, you know, I really think Memphis is going to close out. I mean, they're at home. Uh, Blake Griffin's been hurt. And Memphis just seems to have figured out what the Clippers were. Last year, they, these two teams faced off in the, in the first round last year, and the Clippers barely managed to squeak by in Game 7. But that was when Zach Randolph wasn't really himself. This year, Randolph is, is back to that 2011 form that we all remembered really well from, really well from their postseason run. Memphis is just really clicking with who they are. Mike Conley's taking his game up to a whole other level. So I think Memphis closes out tonight. Uh, I'm really interested also to seeing that other Western Conference game between OKC and Houston. Uh, I'm really just not uh, sure what Durant can do. Durant's the best player in that series, but players 2 through 4 or even 2 through 5, depending on how you view Serge Ibaka at this point, the next 3 to 4 player, best players in that series are on the Houston Rockets. Hey, great stuff, Matt. Really appreciate your time. Make sure you follow him at the Matt Peterson. Read him, of course, in the Deseret News. Have a great weekend, Matt. Thanks, Matt. You too. All right, thanks. Uh, we go from Matt Peterson to Rojack, Robert Jackson, KSL.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Rojack KSL. Rojack, what's going on, man? Hey, Rojack. Hey, boys. How you doing today? We are wonderful. Rojack, it seems a wee bit early, but you're already talking about the dog days of summer. Are they are they already upon us from a, from a sports standpoint? You know, from a hardcore football fan... I, I looked at the schedule the other day, and 117 days are between now and Utah's home opener against Utah State. 117. So, you know, Kevin or Kyle, if either one of you want to buy me a parfait to help me help comfort me, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But I, I, I came up with a list of uh, 25 things. You can find them on our website, KSL.com, of, of things that I may or may not have actually gone through and done to help help me pass the time. I've I've already watched the spring game probably 12 times, and. When your baseball team is eight games below 500, the one that you're rooting for, it's hard to be excited over these next 117 days. So uh, check out the list on KSL.com. Did you guys get a chance to take a look at it? Yeah, and i got to tell you, um, I do like the uh, first piece of advice on here. The number one thing you say to do to pass time in between college football is play a set of 18 holes with your buddy at golf and bet him who's a fan, hopefully, of the rival team, and then the loser has to sing the other team's fight song. I just like golfing with friends, so I like that one. Hey, anytime you're you're uh, wanting to buy, or if you're feeling generous, I'd, I'd love to, to, to go out and golf with you. I'm not really good. I, I will have to admit that uh, you know, usually I shoot 8 eight to 10 under par, um, so I'm not very good. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a riot, and each one of these lists of 25, I mean, they're meant to be in fun, but each one of these has a, a little rev- relevance to football. And, uh, you know, I've gone through my house and actually painted one of the walls red, you know, in honor of the youth, and uh, just doing little things like that to help to, to help pass the time. And, yeah, it did snow the other day, but when you've got 117 or 119 days between now and, and college football, uh, things can get a little monotonous over the summer, and so just trying to spice things up a little bit and have and have a little bit of fun over the, these next few days. Did you also learn how to really kick a field goal? I actually did in high school. I, I, I learned the, kind of the technique, but uh, going over these days and uh, just trying to amaze your friends with some of this knowledge, and uh, you'd be really uh, surprised at how quickly you can pick up on some of the stuff when you have a ton of free time. And, you know, as a sports journalist over these next few days, other than covering, you know, Andrew Bogut, who had a monstrous game last night. I don't know if you guys watched that. 
um, there's just not a lot to, to cover over these these next few weeks or months. I mean, yeah, they have the uh, 139th Kentucky Derby, which it sounds like you guys are going with the Charming Kitten. Is that your guys' favorite? No, yeah. that's Gunther's favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I haven't decided with... one yet. Yeah, no. Kevin's taking I, it very I, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna see. We're all gonna pick before the end of the show and see uh, and see who's gonna who's gonna win this whole well, thing. But, well, my, my money's, money's on, on Kevin. Finish. I mean, how can you not go with a guy like that? Of, of great finish? Is that the one you're looking for? I believe so. It's 50, 50 to 1 odds. So 50 to 1 odds? Make off to uh, Wendover and put some money down on that one. Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll hit that up for sure. <laughs> all right. Hey, <laughs> hey uh, Rojack. <laughs> nice column, dude. Appreciate you joining us as always. Have a good oh, weekend. Thank you. Have right. a good one. Let's see. There he is, Robert Jackson at RoadJackKSL, KSL.com. Fun column, 25 things. Although he has spent time with your significant other, and then later on, as he, as you heard him mention, paint one of the walls in your house with your school's color. Usually that's not going to go hand in hand because your wife most likely won't let you do that. But uh, but that that's all good. You know, there's there's some good suggestions in there. Yeah, those are some interesting suggestions. And you know, when we dealt with this a couple of years ago, uh, and we're dealing with it again when the Jazz don't make the playoffs. You know, the, the month of May as a Jazz fan is uh, is strange because as a Jazz fan, you're used to being in the postseason. Now, of course, we had the finals runs there late in the 90s, what, 97 and 98, and I don't think Jazz fans expect finals runs every year, but you certainly are well within your right as a Jazz fan to expect to be in the postseason. And that's why this season has been such a dismay because we, we saw the Jazz make decisions that clearly showed they were trying to make the playoffs. They didn't move Jefferson or Millsap. The Jazz were trying to make the playoffs, and they didn't make it. And so when you start asking why, and you start to look at that stretch of games after the trade deadline, and you see just awful basketball, you start to look at games early on where the shot attempts were uh, a huge disparity in shot attempts between your different players, and you start to figure out what's been going on with the Jazz two of the last three seasons. Because the bottom line is we as Jazz fans expect to be in the postseason. We're not, we're not Portland. Where the po- we make the postseason great. If we don't, great. We'll look. For- this is a town that expects the Jazz to be relevant, and they're not relevant right now in terms of not. They're not even in the postseason. Yeah, a lot of intriguing storylines as we'll be covering, obviously, as we get closer and closer to draft time and what the Jazz are going to do. I mean, when you have nine or eight free agents, maybe a ninth if Marvin Williams hops out, which he won't. Um, you know, that's that's where the intrigue's going to be this summer. You know, where this team is going to go going forward. Uh, as opposed to right now, yeah, you're right. They're done, so it's mostly NBA discussion and and uh, you know everything else that's going on in the sports world. Well, and you know, the, there's other things going on, obviously. Yeah. But you know, the, the NFL will become a year-round sport. We will see more and more draft coverage. We are going to see more and more mini camp coverage. We're going to find ways to continue oh, yeah. to make football a year-round sport. Oh yeah, football is a year-round sport. There's no question about that. All right, coming up next. Speaking of that, football at fifty. There is only uh, 23 teams that are making money, apparently, with their athletic departments. Why is that? We'll talk about that. Coming up next, Football at 50. It's Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320 KFAN. Because you can talk football 24-7, 365 days a year. It's Football at 50. Football at 50 on Gunther and Graham. Hi, right, Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320 KFAN. Thanks for joining us. As always, here on the program on a Friday... The latest comes out that uh, the latest reports, 2012 Revenue and Expenses Report on the NCAA Gunther shows that the football bowl subdivision schools are spending 10.8% more on athletics than in 2011, despite generating new income of only 4.6%. Apparently the uh, smaller schools do a lot better. They're actually making money, the, the ones that uh, are in the football championship 
subdivision. Also goes on to say that only 23 Division I schools reported profits in their athletic departments in the report. The same total as 2011. And the largest portion of athletic department expenses, 34% continue to be spent on coaches for football, men's and women's basketball, and men's ice hockey, uh, outpacing the pay rate of their coaching colleagues in other sports. Uh, scholarships, by the way, account for just 15% of the overall budgets for these athletic programs. Well, Kevin, you can't expect a coach to just coach for a, like a stipend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to pay these coaches. I mean, they're working. Heaven forbid we violate the sovereignty of these young athletes and pay them for their services, but no, we've got to make sure the coaches get paid. They're professional, Kev. Yeah, and that's where it's coming down you to. You wouldn't ask guys to coach and not pay them, but it, what if they got like a bunch of meals? And what, what if they got to put like a great job title on their resume? They they were a coach at this school. <laughs> but that's where the money's going, obviously. So as, as the NCAA... The cash is rolling in, although, according to this report, not rolling in enough for majority of the programs well, except 23. You said they're spending 10% more than they did a couple of years ago, but they're only taking in 5% more revenue or 4.6? Yeah, 4.6. percent 5% disparity. Yeah. Now, Kevin, I didn't qualify for Utah's business school because I got a B- minus in a class that I needed a B in Okay. that did nothing but teach me about Sun Tzu and the art of war. Oh, really? And that was how I apparently flunked out of business school, or I couldn't get into business school, but... <laughs> If you're spending 5% more than you're bringing in, you're losing money. Yeah, you're losing some money. Yeah, yeah, you're hmm, losing 5%, basically. Mystery. Over 5%. Maybe I should have read more Sun Tzu quotes so I could have gotten that B. <laughs> you could have done don't well in the business school. Don't teach me how to interview school. or anything. No, you could have done well in the business school. I don't think there's any question about that. So what does it come down to? Coaches need to make less money? I mean, because uh, if you think about it, coaches are getting a lot of... In college, in the in the head, you know the bigger schools, obviously... You know, your football coach is paid the most. Your basketball coach usually second, depending on the school. I mean, it's opposite in some places where basketball is bigger than, than football. Women's basketball coaches uh, are making a good amount of money as well. Um, you know, and all well, the other coaches aren't making much at all. And yeah. also, by the way, these coaches are getting extra cash coming from shoe contract deals and and uh, in sponsorships and those type of things. I don't think in any way, shape, or form coaches should make less money. You know, there, there's a reason that less miles... And Nick Saban make more money than the coach at Central Michigan, whoever he is. Or, yeah. you know, the, well, they bring in the revenue. College football coaches bring in a lot of revenue, and so they're worth a lot of money to schools, and that's why they're being paid a high amount of dollars. I, I don't feel like there needs to be less money spent on coaches. I feel like we need to open these books up. And if twenty only 23 schools are making a profit, then let's really talk about what we're doing here. Are we trying to make a profit? You know, Are we trying to continue to build on these billion-dollar TV deals? Or are we trying to support student athletes furthering their education? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, only 23 schools profited. Well, who, who people shouldn't be profiting. The athletes aren't profiting. Where should the money be going? You know, tuition costs are the biggest thing for me. Now, all, all this comes down to whether or not more money's going into college sports or not. I mean, that, that's obvious. They're becoming more prevalent. There's more money in the TV deals. There's going to be a lot more money asserted around college sports. But why are college tuition, why do they keep going up? Why is college tuition increased Every for year everybody. for the last yeah. 20 years? It's a great question. Why is college tuition so high? Why does it cost so much to go to college? Well, it's because of the well, the professors, the expenses. You know. Why does a book in college cost $150? Why do we even still have books in college, exactly. actually? We won't for very much longer. But uh, there are a lot of things with our medical costs and with our educational costs that I think are fraudulent. That I no longer am like... We just had a, a wonderful new addition to our family, and we have insurance, and we just had gave birth to our young son. And even with insurance, the medical costs are out of this bleeping world. Yep. 
$2,000 for an epidural shot. Mm-hmm. Now, how much did that needle cost? 72 cents? How much did the chemical cost? Maybe $100? Now, the technician did a very good job, so I'm probably paying for his services, but does he get 1300 flipping dollars? Okay, so we've got a lot of expenses in this country that are way out of control, and higher education is one of them. We should be making it much more accessible for people to further their education. That's not going on. When you start asking why, you get into government conspiracies. Oh, here we go. It's a conspiracy to keep us dumb, Kevin. They're putting fluoride in the water. They're dumbing us down. <laughs> and still, only 23 schools are making money in their athletic departments when it's all said and done. Well, that's so because... Uh, tuition's going up to support other athletic departments. No, that's because it's a it's a sham to say we have 124 Division One football teams. We don't. We have about 60 to 70 Division One football teams. Then we have about 60 to 70 more Division I AA football teams, and then we have the rest of Division I AA. Listen, go play field hockey and get a scholarship at Long Island Tech. It'll be a great career move for you. Go play tennis at Utah State. It'll be great. You'll get a scholarship and everything will work out. But if you're going to play football at Alabama or football at Texas, you are different than the walk-on basketball player at Weber Tech over there in, in southern Mississippi. So we need to stop talking about the NCAA like we have all these amateur sports. No, we have a, we have five pay leagues going on in college football. The SEC's officially paying their players now. I mean, there's been so many different incidents. We should just call them the pay league. And then there's so many TV dollars in the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac-12. You know, that's Division One now. The issue is that we're trying to call it, you know, all, you know, under the blanket of National Collegiate Athletics, and it's not. That's not the case. Coming Do you up, agree? I. I agree with that, that. but my my worry on that, though, Gunther, is how are the other schools going to survive? And I don't even worry about it because I have, you know, my personal affiliations. I went to Central Michigan University. They're obviously not considered amongst that 60 you're talking about. How does that school survive playing football? How do they 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 make revenue? They can still play football, and they can do things the way they've done it for 100 years. Yeah, but, but how are they going to make money if they can't well, they don't be make money in, now. in the top 60? Well, they that's true. They don't make money now. Yeah, no, that's true. They don't make money now. That's they won't make money in the future. Or or they're going to have to go down because... The, how, when was the last time Wyoming football was profitable? Well, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. Bless Wyoming's heart. I'm not talking trash on Wyoming or yeah. Colorado State. Yeah. But uh, my brother's school, San Diego State, I'm not talking trash on these schools, but they're not making money. They haven't made money. And it's about time to stop calling them Division One. An LSU football player is not the same as a Wyoming football player. Maybe in rare instances, yes. That's a bad example. Wyoming's got a good brand, but Eastern uh, Michigan. And yeah. I watched an Eastern Michigan game this year because I have little to no love life. They were playing Illinois. It was Saturday morning, and I was watching it, and I was just thinking, so you're a backup receiver at Eastern Michigan, and you're supposed to be the same as the starting linebacker at Alabama? Get out of here. It's not It's not true. The, the guys that are playing at Alabama are pros, and the guys that are playing at Eastern Michigan are little guys yeah. like I was in the Mountain West trying to make it happen. So they should get less because of that, in, in your theory, than yeah. in, that, in that world. Oh, yeah. We're a capitalist society, right? Yeah. No, there's there's no question about that. We pay doctors more than we pay meter maids. We should pay Bama football players more than we pay Colorado State football players. Coming up on Gunther and Graham on the all-new 1320 K-Fan, how are the current Western Conference NBA playoff teams, how are they built? And does this show how the Jazz have kind of dropped the ball? We'll uh, we'll do the research and bring it to you coming up next. It's Gunther and Graham right here on the all-new 1320K fam.